Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Train of thought, and when he does speak something clearly to me, I really tend to take notice. And so at that staff camp, I remember having a, a vision, a picture of people that were casting lines out into the ocean. There was a, a group, out three of them, casting lines out at the ends of rods and hauling in one fish at a time. And I heard the Lord say this to me, build me a net. Well, that's a little over a year ago. And since then, you know how a word from God sometimes will stay inside of you. It's not something you heard and then you forget, but it seems to like live there. And so I began to notice a couple of things changing in our life as a church and started to see building a net being outworked across a number of areas. Uh, Things like in our creative arts where it seems to me that God is not just anointing ones, but He's anointing teams. Where things like with hope, there are new levels of partnership that have been starting to develop And right across the life of our church, I've started seeing a net being built. And that really has caught my attention and made me think a little bit more about what does God want the church to look like? We are so used to our 21st century Western uh, mindset when it comes to church that sometimes we can miss something deeper and greater that God wants to do. I want to dig into that a little bit with you this morning. So we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, and just read down to verse 16. It says this, This will continue until we all come to such unity of our faith and knowledge of God that God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. This passage tells us something quite profound, that the church is a body made up of very different people, from very different backgrounds and cultures, but somehow or other, when we come together, we actually begin to emulate or to look like Christ. Now just pause on that a minute. Think about that because it doesn't say that we will honour Christ or that we will worship Christ or that we'll believe in Christ. It says something profound is meant to happen. That when we come together in this thing called the body, somehow or other, we actually begin to look like, sound like, and do the things like Christ. How many people understand there's room for us to grow just yet? Huh? But that's where we are going. 
When people ask me about the end times, I don't look at the world to see how it's going. I look at the church and say, are we there yet? I'm like the little kid in the back of the car saying to mum or dad, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And when I read Ephesians 4, verse 13 through to 16, I realise we're not there yet, but I thank God we're probably more on the journey than we've ever been in time past. Listen to verse 13, out of the message version. It says, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. Somehow or other, there's more to our together than what it first appears. But this morning, I want you to think because there's many different kinds of together. For instance, over here, stage right, follow me. Here is a whole pile of yarn, wool. I don't know whether it's really wool or whether it came off an artificial sheep, but I do know that it's together. It's all in the same location. It's all in the same place. So that's very definitely a kind of together. But there's other kinds of together. Which one is God talking about? Here's a together. And maybe you can throw up the pick of the back of this thing here. You can see that someone's taken, well, if you get the pick, can we, yeah, there it is. See all the different kinds. There's gold, black, red, don't know what, apricot, blue, grey, red, maroon. Yeah, because it was done by Queenslander. Uh, all this kind of stuff. That's a very different kind of together again, isn't it? That's together, all right, but this is a together with the hand of a designer at the back of it. So in other words, this together is a lot more than just being in the same place. Can I say to you that God's plan for the church is not just that we are in the same place. It's not just that we come together out of wherever we live and the spaces we are and we look like that. We're all mashed in together. We're all somehow or other in the same building or in the same virtual space. But God's got a plan that every single one of us will submit to the hand of the master designer and that our together will start looking like it's purposed. But again, put up, you got the pick there, thank you. Have a look at this right now. It really doesn't look much, does it? I mean, from where you are, I'm right up close. It just looks like a drunk ant stepped into different coloured ink pads and ran all over the back of a white piece of material. There's really, you know what I mean? I can't see any real pattern to it. Obviously there is. But from where I'm standing right now, this looks reasonably chaotic. It doesn't really look like there's anything beautiful happening. And I want to make a statement to you that you might want to write down or remember because it's got a lot to say about your life. This is it. Just like this right now, you cannot tell how significant you are from where you are. You can't tell how significant you are. Right now, if you're this piece of thread, 
you're looking at where you are. You can't tell what this looks like. You can't tell how significant what you are doing, how impacting that is. You can't tell what fruit will come of it. You just simply look at it and go, well, all I know is somebody, the master designer put me here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure, even if you kind of have a bit of an idea, I don't know from the big scheme of things what it looks like. I'll say it again. You can't tell how significant you are. None of us that are a part of this service, me included, you cannot tell how significant you are from where you are. Now, if I was to turn this around, and a big shout out today to my eldest sister, Judith, who made this beautiful tapestry. Yes, she deserves a round of applause. Whoever's going to give her a clap. She sent me this over from Queensland, kind of under pain of if you lose it, you know, you're out of the will. Actually, I don't think I'm in the will, but still. Think about it again. If you're only looking at the other side of this, you can't see how significant you are. But there comes a day when everything gets revealed and all of a sudden we all go like you do, wow. All of a sudden what I thought was random, all of a sudden what I thought was not that connected or not that significant starts to make sense. I start seeing, if you want to have a look at it up close, it's the whole Christmas story in a beautiful tapestry. Star of one to peace on earth, goodwill to men, O little town of Bethlehem. Shepherds watch, come let us adore Him, glory of their flocks. Gift of love, shepherds of old, heard the joyous strains. By light of star they travelled far, cattle are lowing. And it's absolutely beautiful. She tells me it's not quite finished, just like us, but it's taken a year of her life so far to make that. It's taken all of Jesus' life to get us to where we are. And maybe it does not yet appear what we shall be. Listen, never let anyone convince you about some negative of the church of Jesus Christ because they're looking at that. They're picking out, if I, you came up close to this, you'd see, well, there's pins a bit here and there's straggly bits and untidy bits. There's parts of it that right now don't look all that great. But that's all you and I can see. There comes a day where the Bible says, God will turn it around and every eye will see this magnificent creation called the church. And we're all going to turn around and go, Oh, wow. It'll very definitely be an OMG moment. And we will all say, every one of us will go, wow, I never knew what I was a part of. I never knew that that small thing that I did could make such a difference. See, it's not just about being together. It's about being placed together that makes all the difference. It's not just about, am I in the same location? Now, I thank God that we get to gather at least 
wherever you are around the world, there's still gathering. I don't mind whether it's online. Quite frankly, I think in a, a week or so, we're having another one of our prayer gatherings online. The last one we had of that was one of the best nights of prayer. Well, only went 40 minutes but on Zoom, but it was still one of the best prayer moments I've ever been a part of. I thought the level of personal interaction and the level of depth of, of just the whole thing was, was extraordinary. So I know that however we are gathering, maybe you can't gather like that, but let me tell you that even if you can't be in the building, even if you can't be in the same location, maybe some of you that are a part of Metro Church online, you are today the only believer in the part of the world you're inhabiting. Maybe there's nobody around that you can fellowship with that you know of. Maybe there's no one in the workplace, no one in the community. You could feel all alone or else you could say, God's building something. God's making something. I'm one thread out of many, but He's going to put it all together. The end result is going to be worth the wait. The end result, we are always in Metro Church looking far ahead of where we are right now. We are not just meeting, hoping that something will happen. But all through our years, we're looking ahead. Red Frogs is no surprise to me that it's where it is. Transform is no surprise to me that it is where it is. Hope is no surprise to me that it is where it is. This church and Metro Church Online is no surprise. We had started everything with Metro Church Online at least two or more years ago. Well, actually, Bruce, it goes way back to my internet church. When was that? 15 years ago, when we started putting our toe into the water and we had no idea, isn't that right? We, we looked at it and thought, wow, and we were letting a thread. Then when that didn't seem to bear the fruit we were hoping for, I don't know about you, but we kind of thought, oh, well, don't know what that was about. How many people here have ever had a have no idea what that was about moment? That's because you're looking at the other side and you can't tell how significant you are from where you are. And it's just possible that what God is doing is so far ahead. I, I put this out on Instagram the other day because, and then I had to change it because I realised I hadn't said it quite right. But the thought struck me that my vision is always greater than my sight. That's not trying to be clever with words. There's a, a great truth in there. The vision God puts into your life is always greater than what you see. I look around, I don't see the vision. But when I look at the vision, I know I'll end up seeing the vision. Does that make sense? I might look at what I see and go, that doesn't measure up. But if I'll keep my eyes on the vision and keep moving toward it, I'll end up seeing that vision come to pass. Again, thanks Judith for trusting me with your beautiful tapestry. Let's go on to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 because it's one thing to be there, but how does that actually work out? 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There's all these different colours. There's all these different colours, but the Holy Spirit. He's holding the needle and the thread and He takes you out of the together space and then starts weaving you somewhere and 
sometimes we go, you know what? I don't want to be there. I don't want to be that colour. I don't want to be next to that colour. I think we clash. I can't tell you the number of times in my ministry life over the years where I've seen people fall out of a place God wanted them to be in because of a personality clash. Because Jesus I love, God the Father I love, the Holy Spirit I'm thrilled with, but I'm not too sure about you. Amen. Huh? But you know, God does not make a tapestry out of one thread called you. Are you with me here? Because you know, how many people get on well with yourself? Three hands. I'm going to preach next week on love thy neighbour as thyself. Uh, no, I'm not. But I'm speaking next Sunday, I believe, on uh, now pay attention. But anyway, uh, that'll wait. But you know, when you, I, I, don't, I don't argue with me. Well, it's not much. You know what I mean? I'm actually kind of good on my own. It's all you lot that make it challenging. Huh? Some of you are looking at me like, no, brother. No, walking together in fellowship, sweet. We walk, walk in the light. Loving one another till Jesus we meet. We walk, walk in the light. Oh, oh I love you with the love of the Lord. Yeah, for a while. There are diversities of gifts, come back to the Scripture, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. What does that say? It says this. When we let the Holy Spirit take us out of our together and put us into His together, the first thing He does is connect us. Why do I keep talking to you, Metro Church Online, about connecting? about being a part of it because we're not trying to build an audience. If we were, we'd just spend a whole ton of money on pushing stuff out and getting more people engaged. That's not what I believe the plan of God is. God wants to make something that looks like this. Amen. He's not trying to just get everybody in the bowl in the same place at the same time. So the first thing He does is He connects us. Now watch this. Because according to the Scripture, those He connects, He equips. He doesn't equip the disconnected. Those He connects, He equips. Those He equips, He anoints. It's not a, the anointing of God. I, I know some Christian teaching of years gone past, it's all about me and my anointing and my calling and my ministry and my this and my that. I'd, I'd say you can take most of that and put it aside and say that wasn't the way it was meant to be. It's meant to look like this. See, we started off with build me a net. Thanks, Leo, for these. I don't know whether everyone can see them, but in the building, there's a couple of fishing nets here either side of the stage. Here's a picture for you. It's a picture of a net that's filled with fish. Can we have, there it is right there. Look at that for a minute. While I ask you this question, 
that I awoke in the middle of the night, believe it or not, with this one thought in my head, thinking about this, which part of the net caught the fish? Tell me which part of the net is responsible for the catch. And every one of us knows the answer to that. Come back with me. The reality is that there's no net without a together. Unless we are together, there's no harvest, there's no catch. Without a net, there isn't any together at all. Without a together, there's no net. It's important that we understand that God is bringing people together. His end goal is that there will be a great catch, a great harvest. If we share in the work, we share in the glory of the harvest. My wife and I came to Perth 32 years ago last February. We left our home, our family. We just built a house. We came here. Long story. My mother and father who are now gone to heaven, but my mum and dad had served God in a very small country town. They were not famous. They weren't well known. They were known in the town, but nobody outside of that town would ever have sung their praise. There was no articles about them, nothing like that. And this church was only very young. It was certainly within the first six months. I sent my mum and dad a card, posted it off. And in the card, I wrote this. Every person that comes to Christ, every good deed that gets done, every blessing that overflows out of the life of this church. And remember, we've only just started this. There's really not many of us there. I said, but every good thing that gets done will get laid to your account because it's because of you that we are here. Listen to me. Never underestimate the power of what you are doing right now. You cannot tell how significant you are from where you are. So I sent them a card to let them know that it wasn't about us, it was about those before us that had made the sacrifices, that had prayed. My mother and dad prayed for us until the day they died. They prayed for us and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren by name every single day. Do you know how impacting that is? I look at it now and think, my life got spared on numbers of occasions when, quite frankly, I should have been dead. And I think it was only that I had a praying mum and a praying dad. Parents, come on, never think to yourself, really, you know, it's just you and your little bunch. You never know what you are doing and the impact it's going to have. If you're sponsoring a transformed child, never think to yourself, oh, well, that's, it's a nice thing to do. How do you know but that the young child you're sponsoring who's come out of poverty, never think, just, what if they become the next Prime Minister of that nation? What if they're the first Christian leader of that nation? Will you then look back and go, well, really? I had no idea. Well, I'm telling you right now, none of us have got any idea. I had a lady come up to me a couple of years ago. She said, you don't know me. You won't remember me. She said, I came to your church when I was a child and I gave my heart to Jesus. 
at your church. She said, my husband and I are pastoring a church in Tasmania. I've heard stories like that countless times of people that got impacted and I had no idea. See, I think it's actually impossible for you to sow a godly seed and for there to be no fruit. I think it's impossible for you to do something for God and for there to have no ripples down through the years. I believe absolutely every single one of us that when we give, like we've just done in Destiny Offering, when we share, when we contribute, when we pray, like we will in a week or so in the prayer gathering. You know, I think about the world in which we live and God, like we prayed before, God, our prayers make a difference. I'm certain of it. There'll be lives that'll be saved and people that'll be helped because of what you are doing. So let the Holy Spirit place you where He wants you to be. Don't get frustrated all the time. Hate this job. Wish I was somewhere else. Hate this town. Hate this marriage. Hate this whatever. Don't allow frustration with what you can't see to shift you from the place where He's put you. I'll say that again. Don't let frustration with what you can't see shift you from the place where He's put you. Because those that he gathers, he connects. Those he connects, he equips. And those whom he equips, he anoints. Let him place you regardless of how significant it appears or feels. And then trust him with the outcome. I believe that what we are a part of, of course, it's greater than any part we play. But can I say to you, that's true for all of us, no matter who we are no matter how great an amount of fruit we can gaze at in our life, can I say to you, when you get before God and He turns around the tapestry and you see this thing called your life and you're gonna go, I never realised that gift back there. I never realised that conversation that I had. I never realised that prayer would have had that kind of impact. We'll all look around and go, wow. No wonder we will take off our crowns, it says in Revelation and we'll cast them before the king, before the throne. We'll say, you know what, Lord? It wasn't me. Thank you for what I got to do, not what I had to do. Thank you for the opportunities you put in front of me and that I got to be able to serve and to bless. Thank you for what I was able to do because look what you did with everything there, amen. Let me pray with you this morning. Because I'm very sure there'd be some of you right now and some of you in Metro Church Online and you might look at where you are now and go, Jeff, like zero is happening. Hello, nothing's happening. I go, no, 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 you're looking at the wrong side of the tapestry. Hold on. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for a couple of thousand years. I'm pretty sure he's got it worked out. John's Gospel... Well, matter of fact, all the Gospels. Pick one, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Well, here's one. Here's Luke 19, verse 9. It's the story of Zacchaeus. Remember him, the little guy who climbed up a tree because he so desperately wanted to find Jesus, see Jesus. I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. Lord Baden-Powell said that if you wanted to hide from people, you should climb up because humans don't look up. That's what he said. So they taught us if you wanted to hide from people that were searching, you climbed up a tree. 
So when Jesus stops at the tree where Zacchaeus is, it's not normal. It's supernatural. He looks up and he says, wow, I see you up there. Jesus said to him, verse 9, Today salvation has come to this house. He's a son of Abraham. For this, Watch this. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that was lost. I love this. Oh, please. Forget all the arguments, all the discussions, the controversies, the conflicts, all the stuff people are going on with. Can I tell you the heart of Jesus today? He's not looking at your political beliefs, your colour, your shape, your size, your background, your culture. He's not looking at any of that. Jesus is saying, are they lost? And He says, if they're lost, I'm going for them. He's not so worried about all the other, can I say junk, that's filling our world up. He's looking and saying, are they lost? If they're lost, they matter to me. If they're lost, if they don't know Him, He says, I'm looking for you. And He goes out looking for them. Some people think Jesus sits in the church all day. I tend to think that He's here, but He's very much out there. So maybe you're a part of this service today and you say to yourself, Jeff, I don't know Jesus. You say to yourself, I think I might be a lost one. I feel a bit lost. Not sure what life looks like or what the future ultimately holds. Well, then Jesus wants to come close to you. And all you got to do is say yes to Him. It's as simple as that. I referenced earlier some of the things we started years ago. About two and a half years ago, we started Yes Text because we wanted to make it so easy for people to find Christ by simply saying yes. And so if you're in Australia, you can text YES to 0488 826392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd prefer to get our help via email, you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And this is all that happens is the next day after that, you will get on one screen of a smartphone or in a small email, you will get a Scripture that we've selected. doesn't come from anywhere else, comes from us. You'll get a prayer that we've put there for you. A different one every day, different Scripture. For 30 days, that's free. We won't spam you. We're not collecting your data. We simply want to help you to start like Zacchaeus. It says he came down out of the tree and he went with Jesus to his house. I believe today that God wants you to come down out of the tree you've been hiding in. And He wants you to go with Him. He wants to go to your house today if you'll say yes to Him. Let me pray with you this morning. As you say your yes, there it is again, 0488826392 if you're in Australia. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like it via email, yes.metrochurch.org.au. Be our privilege, our absolute joy to celebrate with you. We've got a prayer team. They will pray for you every single day that your walk with Jesus will be absolutely complete and wonderful in every way. I also want to pray for those of you here today who maybe, you know, you're in a part of the tapestry where you go, I don't see any point. Don't feel like much is happening. Not sure. Maybe a bit restless. Let me say it to you again. It's so important. I hope you'll go away and remember this clearly. You can't tell how significant you are from where you are. Come on. You can't tell. I can't. Who knows? Tomorrow may be the greatest, most impacting day. This week could be the greatest. 
Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's the month after. Maybe it's six months down the road because, you know, at the start of all this, it was just a blank sheet and no one could see anything. Now we look and go, wow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You this morning for everybody that has been a part of this service. I thank You in advance, Lord, because there's some people that will be a part of this right throughout next week or the week after. Lord, I want them to know that whenever it is that they are joining with us, they can make their yes. It's not locked into one time frame. They can do it whenever. Because Lord, You are there. You're waiting for their yes, regardless of time, regardless of circumstance. I pray today, they'll say yes to You. I pray it in Jesus' Name. Let all the confusion that's been a part of their mind, that some of them have been trying to figure it out in their head and can't figure it out and They've almost given up. They're so confused with this religion, that religion, this doctrine, that one, this thought, this philosophy. But Jesus, You're not a philosophy and You're not a doctrine. You're not a religion. You're a person. We need to come to You. Thank You for that. Lord, I pray for anybody that's a part of this service where frustration or restlessness, maybe they're getting the, they're looking so long trying to figure out the wrong side of the tapestry. Lord, we want to be faithful to You and all You've called us to in Jesus' Name. Amen. 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 